Hey everyone, welcome to New Sincerity, the podcast with honest talk on honest topics. I'm Maddie. I'm Carden. I'm Kelby. So, uh, first of all, we're really sorry to everyone this week, uh, basically for the shit that's going on in the world. Like, I just want to start off by saying that this has been a really hard week for a lot of people, a really scary week for a, a lot of people, especially people with uteruses. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we're like sending love to anyone that needs it right now, because I think that this is a week where people need like hugs and care and like to realize that there are people out there who are also angry yeah. and like afraid. Um, I think that there's something to be said for solidarity. So mm-hmm. in case you need it this week, hi, we're here we're for you. Here. We are here in solidarity. We're also scared. We're also upset. So yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think we have decided we just wanted to take this week to talk about not only what's been going on, but also how we've kind of been dealing with the the negativity and the negative air that's kind of floating around, feeling like shit about everything that's going on, and feeling like everything social media it's just this all-encompassing blanket of constant shit all the time. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? How do you stay positive? Uh, without getting apathetic about everything. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I know I've really struggled with this. Like, I have anxiety, and, you know, with everything that's going on around and being, like, constantly bombarded by it whenever you go on your phone, whenever you go out in public and stuff, like, it does take a toll on you, and it can be really hard to kind of keep going when, you know, the going gets tough, I guess. And I think like at that point you really have to like choose your battles I know for me I always like want to take on the entire like war I guess but you can't do that to yourself it's really emotionally draining and it can even be physically draining and stuff well I think also if you're focused on trying to like fix and even like care about every single thing that's fucked up in the world right now like you don't have energy to actually do anything productive like you have to focus in some sense because like we just we don't have the resources or the attention span to do everything but so just to give a little bit of context like we're not going to go super in depth because there's a million and one things that we're kind of upset about in the world right now but the thing that we're talking about this week as kind of triggering for us is there's basically a war on choice of like as far as the abortion debate um in alabama this week so there was some legislation put into place making it very difficult if not impossible for women to um or not even just women but people with uh uteruses to get abortions uh and some very severe um penalties and legal penalties for people that did give or seek abortions yeah Um, yeah so basically um a means of controlling women's bodies all through some sort of pretense of caring about life and children. Um, so very disturbing for, for anyone who has to worry about their bodies being controlled and their futures being changed. So this is the specific thing that we were discussing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I just also, like, want to highlight that uh, a lot of the social media going around is, like, pro-woman, pro-choice kind of thing, and I just really want to emphasize that this is not only about, like, women. It is not just a cis issue. It is so much more than that, and I think um, a lot of, like, the like trans issues and, you know, non-binary uh, communities are, like, maybe getting a little ignored because it is very, like binary and pro-woman pro-choice so I just want to like highlight that 
Like, not all women have uteruses. Yes. Not all people who have uteruses are women. There mm-hmm. are lots of people who are impacted by this that don't fall into, like, our binary speech. Exactly. So I totally agree. Like, yeah. it's important to remember that, like, it's great to show solidarity. I think that there's, like, it's important to say, like, I stand with women. Like, I do. Yeah. I find a lot of comfort talking to other women about being afraid about this. But that's not because those are the only people impacted. No, yeah. I also think it's important that, like, our cis, like, straight white men get loud about this yeah. stuff. Like... And it's super important because those are the men that are making those decisions, you know? And so if we can get more, like, cis white men to be involved and to be loud and to understand and educate themselves on how this affects different communities, I think, you know, we could change how these laws come into play and, you know, get more minorities into, um, like, the legislation process. Well, also, uh, if I were to get pregnant, it wouldn't be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's, that's one of the biggest things, too, is, like, you hear all, all this information going around about, like, um, it, I'm trying to think of one of the quotes I was reading about, like, if it was one of the people that was making this legislation, if they were the ones to get someone pregnant, they would be able to get an abortion somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. It would be, it would be accessible. I saw this one quote, and it was, like, if men could get pregnant, like, abortions would be available at the gas station, yeah. like, you know, and... Which is true. On yeah. It's just that, like, and this is where it starts to kind of become the more general issue we're talking about this week, which is, it's hard because it's so clearly not that people actually care about the children or about, like, maintaining life. It's just that people don't give a shit about women. There's this need to control bodies. There's this need to basically, like, return to a traditional, quote, way yeah. of life. And and gen- like maintain really like rigid traditional oppressive gender roles and it's hard to see that in the media and realize that's what's going on and say like why the fuck doesn't anyone care about my well-being yeah and i took like an anthropology of reproduction course uh this last semester and learning about all of like the reproductive governance and like stratified reproduction and all of that kind of stuff and like how communities control bodies and you know, that kind of thing, it's, like, even scarier, you know? Like, I feel like it is so much more than just reproduction because, like, reproduction isn't just reproducing humans. It is reproducing social ideas and relationships and all of that, you know? So this is perpetuating a really dangerous like thought and concept and trust me if anyone has ever seen me around children you would know you don't want me as a parent (laughs) i do not children fucking weird me out they're sticky and they smell weird and they don't listen they're bad i literally live by the understanding that like i am far too selfish at this point in my life probably for the foreseeable future to even consider having a child and i just don't like the idea of being forced to have a child, like, you know what I'm, like, I'm going to do well at? Being in academics. I'm good at studying. I'm good at learning. I like to research. I don't like to handle children. There's no reason why I should have to do that. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's just a total way of saying what you want for your future does not matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and what you want for that child's future either. Because yeah. a lot of people, for whatever reason, like, may not want to have kids or whatever. And you know, that child, like, may not grow up in a very supportive home, a home with a, like, um, like, financial needs, you know, that kind of stuff, and I mean, I haven't really seen anything, but are they going to, uh, pump up the social services? Yeah. Like, well, and this is, this is basically what I have to say is, um, although I find it unlikely, if anyone listening is strongly pro-life, 
and you really care about children and like living good life, here's what you should do. Go donate to social services, adoption services, foster care systems, go put money into mental health. Like, you know what? If you care about children, that's great. We need people who care about children. Go care about the children that already exist. Yes, exactly. Like, how many children are suffering right now in the world who need, like, loving homes and who need homes that are stable? Or even money. Yes, need money. Yes. Put your, like, stop fucking funding all of these hateful, like, yeah. programs. And, and yeah. Uh, where it gets dangerous, too, is the fact that, obviously, we are not alone in feeling like children is not something that's going to be on our priority list anytime soon so that's where it gets kind of dangerous because it's like i know in those circumstances because there's bans on abortions that doesn't mean people are going to stop having abortions it just means that it's going to be incredibly unregulated incredibly dangerous for everyone these laws will not uh stop abortion they will stop safe abortions and they will stop you know women having successful abortions that you know like the like illegal abortions are so dangerous to women's health their mental health to yeah. everything and like it's fucking scary yeah no it's yeah. <laughs> it like, is terrifying <laughs> if if you want to stop like you know um not planned children like pump up sexual education pump up birth control yeah. like make it free you know like really pump that stuff up because that's what um helps with you know, responsible, like, planned parenthood, you yeah. know? So, I wanted to ask a question, because you, we were talking earlier about, um, this episode, and you were saying you were interested in talking about Doug Ford, and I was interested in kind of bringing forth, uh, I mean, we're from Canada, so I was just, in, I know that one of his big things is shutting down sexual health education, yeah. so I just wanted to ask you about that, because I don't know a ton about him, I'm not from Ontario. Yeah, so, I mean, Obviously, I'm not an expert on any of this, but I do follow a little more closely, I think, than some people just because I'm from Ontario, and so it impacts a lot of my friends and my family. Um, I think that the important thing to register is that it's really easy to point at the United States and say, what the fuck are they doing? But it's happening here, too, and I think that part of it is that it can be comforting to look somewhere else and find it worse and think that you're not in the worst case scenario. But unfortunately, we are on a path that is very America-like right now. I mean, you see like Quebec has basically their neo-Nazi party was voted in the last election. We voted in Doug Ford in Ontario, Jason Kenney in Alberta. Like it is a scary place right now. So basically Doug Ford has rolled back all of the progressive um, sexual education. So it's removed all kind of talk of LGBTQ um, identity and, and like existence, basically. It's rolled back all talk on consent, uh, which is a topic that we're going to talk about in the next like couple of weeks. Um, but there's also conservative MPs in, in Ontario, specifically in Niagara Falls, um, who are talking about that they want basically abortion to become unthinkable in our lifetime. Right. Uh, so it's this is the thing is realize that it's here too. It's in Canada. It's all around you and you have to get loud. Like this is the thing. Write to your MPs. Like go out and protest. Be loud on social media. I think it's really easy to think like I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to be that person who's just like all over social media. You know what? Fuck that. I am happy to be that person all over social media if it means that people leave my fucking body alone. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's kind of a good segue into talking about um, 
I guess, dealing with the reality of a lot of these situations, especially in the age of social media, where it's not, you know, like, you turn on the news, you hear this, you turn it off. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere, it's all the time, you're constantly taking in this information, which is, it's great that we live in such a globalized time period where you can know what's going on in the world and you can be hyper-involved, but sometimes that can be damaging yeah. for your mental health. Yeah. And You don't get a break. Yeah, no. you don't get a break from it. So, what about you guys? How do you feel about dealing with that? Um, a lot of the times, like, especially on Instagram, like, with all of the stories popping up and stuff, I just, like, cannot go on Instagram. I just yeah. don't do it, you know? And, like, I, like, sometimes I'll catch myself, like, being, like, no, I can't go on because, like, it stresses me out. Yeah. But then I'll, like, go right back on to it, you know? <laughs> so I kind of have to, like, busy myself with other things. Well, it's hard. I feel like it's just kind of the first response. Is Like, it's also, it's this hard, like, kind of, like, you're caught in this trap where you want to be educated. Like, you want to know what's going on. Um, and especially all of us are, like, very politically inclined. Like, we all care about this stuff. But it's also super depressing to be reading about it all the time. So I feel like you have to strike a balance. You have to realize that, like, it's not your responsibility to literally listen to all of this. Because if you're so depressed that you can't get out of bed because all you do is listen to negative media you're not going to help anyone. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Is like, basically taking enough that you're educated, but not so much that you're incapacitated. And that's a really, I feel like, a hard balance to strike. I definitely haven't struck it yet. Yeah, yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I found, um, I found it to be actually quite uplifting to see how much of an outrage has come out on social media. Like, rather than it being a negative thing, like when I'm going through my feed and I see how... Um, all these people in my life, even the people that are maybe not, like, my direct friend group, just, like, extending out, like, Mm -hmm. hearing people, um, getting their opinions out and trying to, like, solve. Like, being angry. Being angry and trying to, I guess, like, work towards a healthy solution. That is really, um, nice. I also know that the people that I'm directly, um, associated with in my life, probably I am getting a very leftist view on a lot of these topics. Oh, for sure. So I kind of try not to forget about that, that, like, just because this is what my social media looks like doesn't mean that's what social media looks like. Yeah. Exactly. But it is, like, like you're saying, it, it's upsetting that we need this kind of outcry right now, but at least there's this community, um, both, like, immediately in my life, but also, like you're saying, on social media where it's like, okay, at least I'm not the only one who's angry. Because yeah. Yeah. it can, I think it can start to feel sometimes, like, you're the only one who cares. And that's just not an accurate picture of the world. Like, there are lots of people who don't care, and that Mm -hmm. hurts, but there are also lots of really good people. And this is, I think, step one in, like, feeling okay about things is finding, like, finding a support group and, like, finding, like, people who care like you care. Yeah. Because it makes you feel less isolated. Yeah, for sure. And, like, for me, I, I, like, follow, like, a bunch of, like, yoga accounts and like random accountants and stuff that like I don't really know their political views but I've had to unfollow a lot of people this week because it has come out that they're very um pro-life and support like the abortion ban and stuff and like for me like I understand that there's like opinions but like this isn't like an opinion on you know my body you know like that's my choice kind of thing you know and so that like seeing that I've just like you know it sucks because like I really like their their Instagram and stuff but like I just can't like see that you know because it makes me so much more upset that like women are yeah are supporting well I I think that's a huge thing too to bring up is like uh, we talk about um not to say pointing the finger because it's justified but 
uh, I think we we point a lot of fingers at you know like the cis straight white men and it's also like realizing that like we also as as women as cis women white women yeah. like we're also being held accountable for things like this yeah i i learned this uh like concept in sociology but it's like false consciousness yeah and so basically it's supporting a system that inevitably oppresses you yeah and i think that's what a lot of people are doing kind of well i'm pretty sure it was like over 62 percent of like white uneducated women in the states in the last election voted for trump yeah. like voted republican like, false consciousness. They still believe in the American dream, you know, like, that kind of thing. Well, it's, but it's like you're saying, like, it is important to keep in mind, like, there are lots of enemies right now, and they're not all men, and yeah. there are lots of allies who are men, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying, um, obviously, I won't name any names, but I had, like, I was reached out to by several different, like, white cis men this week who basically said, I don't know how to be helpful given what's going on right now but i want to be helpful like how do you think i should be involved um like socially involved to make this better without like speaking out of turn that's great like fucking get loud talk to the women around you tell people that you care tell people you stand with them in solidarity you know what i mean like yeah we need like basically there is a war on women right now and on like lots of oppressed people and we need everyone who we can get to care yeah Um, that is one of the most uplifting things i think hearing like stories like that like people have been reaching out to you yeah yeah um as far as things to do to feel less hopeless because this is something i struggle with sometimes is just feeling like um kind of doomed yeah (laughs) um And so, first of all, I'm going to say that this particular option isn't an option for everyone because it's a financial means of helping. But for me, like, I mean, I'm a student. I can't afford to donate tons and tons of money, but I donate $15 a month to Planned Parenthood. Like, and it's something small, but it's something where I feel like I know every month something is happening for me Mm. that supports causes that I care about, uh, that hopefully makes the world a tiny bit better. Like I said, that's not an option for everyone, but because Mm -hmm. I'm privileged enough to do that, that's what I do. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of those things where I think you just have to find a way of participating that makes you feel like you're improving the world. Yeah. No, for sure. I yeah. Think... Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I just donated to National Network of Abortion Funds. Um, and the same thing. Like, I... It felt like I was doing something, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, something proactive. And, you know, and I know it's going towards something that I care deeply about and, you know, I'm scared about, but that's a little something that, like, I can do, you know? I think another thing, too, is it, it can be really nice sometimes to participate in discourse with other people who, uh, I mean, are of the same mindset as you. Just, I mean, you know, sometimes it can be hard to have conversations and things can become so polarized that it can be hard to keep a level head. I think that's kind of what can be shitty sometimes about um, starting conversations. But that being said, I find that to be one of the most cathartic things is to have conversations with people who are of a similar mindset. And whatever issue it is, it's like, even if, you know, on certain, certain issues, you don't 100% agree with someone, it can just be nice to kind of talk it out and Mm. kind of have that outlet. Yeah. um, Another thing that I do is I follow this um, thing that's like tanks, good news. And so it's this account that just meme account that sounds very like no, no, no. <laughs> it's uh an account that just posts like good news so uh for example one of the posts um says uh parkland shooting survivors made a yearbook page for their therapy dogs oh i saw that you that know that kind heart. of yeah. thing um another one was um like how 
I think it was Taiwan uh, oh, it's legalized, legalized same-sex, same-sex marriage. marriage. Yeah. yeah. And that was another one when, like, the Alabama thing just came out, and I was like, wow, like, that's what I needed to hear. You know, there is still some progressive changes we're making to this world, and that's really hopeful to me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I can get lost yeah. In, yeah. in the news. Especially, yeah, and like. I really like this account because it's, like, it's literally dedicated to just good news. Well, because the most dangerous thing you can do is become apathetic, right? Yeah. Like, this is the thing, and I think there was a huge amount of this after Trump, and I saw some great posts about this, like, post-Alabama legislation here, basically saying it's not enough to care right now and then to forget and move on um but it's really hard not to when bad thing after bad thing after bad thing starts happening i mean you hear about the climate crisis you hear about another shooting you hear about like more persecution more oppression more hurt right more disappeared like indigenous women um it's it's really hard to continue caring about all of this i mean even think about um like syria right now it was Mm -hmm. in the news all over like three years ago now it's almost never in the news because people have other concerns and that's really hard because we have to keep caring about things it's hard to to feel okay but also like Alabama can't be a thing that upset everyone this week and then we just accept yeah like it needs to be something that you stay angry about you stay vigilant about yeah or it just keeps happening right yeah that's how we end up with fucking Ford and Kenny and yeah, hopefully not Andrew Shearer in the next election, yeah. but yeah, you have to care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you also have to, like, choose your battles at the same time, you know? Like you said in the beginning, you can't care about everything, so, yeah. like, pick something that, like, you, like, that lights a fire in you, you know? Yeah. And, well, and you know, follow up on it and, you know, make sure that you're not draining yourself out, but keep being passionate about those things because we need those people to keep going. Yeah, like, I I mean, there, obviously, there are lots of things I care a lot about and I'm very vocal about, but for me, especially because it's where my research is, like, in school and, like, in my philosophy, I look a lot at, like, forgiveness and gendered violence, and so gendered violence is kind of a huge focus for me. Uh, that would include all of the sort of rape culture, like, this sort of uh, abortion legislation. Like, all of this is very relevant to the sorts of stuff I especially, like, care about and know about. Um, but I remember in the fall uh, when there was the whole, like, Supreme Court with, like, Brett Kavanaugh, and, it, like, I was in the midst of doing my research on gendered violence. All of this news was coming out. It's like you were saying, Kelby, where it was just, it was all the time. It was everywhere on my social media. I was reading the news about it all the time because I wanted to know what was happening. I was so angry. And I remember just getting, honestly, really depressed. And I hadn't been depressed in a long time, but I just had, like, like two weeks where I just felt like I sunk into a hole because all I could think is everyone knows the facts and still no one cares and this guy is still going to be a Supreme Court judge. And, like, it just... You know when it just, like, hits you right in the soul, basically, that, like, it's not that people don't know, it's that they don't care? Yeah. And so it's like you're saying, I basically had to just cut myself off from media. Like, I, I remember having a phone call with my dad where I broke down. I was just like, everything is falling apart. No one cares. I could literally... And this is still a true thing that I believe. I could get raped today and nothing would happen. Yeah. Like, it just, it just wouldn't matter. 100%. And that's a very scary world to live in. Um, But my dad was basically like, turn the news off. Don't look at the news for the rest of the week. Do things that make you happy. Like, it's good that you're informed. It's good that you care. We need people who care. We also need people who aren't depressed. Yeah. (laughs) Which is true. Like, I... I don't do anything good when I can't get out of bed, Yeah, right? Like, it's... You have to regulate your intake to some extent. Um, 
I guess I'm curious what you guys think about this. So when it comes to, um, you know, talking with other people about these issues and kind of having debates, uh, when do you think there's that line where it's like uh, having those conversations with a specific individual or a specific group of people is just like more harmful than helpful? Do you know what I mean? Mm, So it's like when we talk about like, um, there can be, you can have like discourse with someone where you're disagreeing on certain things or you're kind of going head to head about certain things and it can stay level-headed it can stay um not like personal attacks but sometimes there gets to a point where it's like turns into a war that's like no one's changing anyone's mind here you don't want to just let someone go on with their you know holding potentially harmful views but sometimes it's like you can't necessarily make a difference in that person's life yeah so when it comes to stuff like that i think that kind of also comes in with like where's that line between consuming too much where's that line between um fighting back against someone too much or you're harming yourself more than anything yeah for me i struggle with this quite a bit um (laughs) there's like a, a few like figures in my life that um like aren't very supportive of my views and that's okay like nobody has to agree with me 100% but it's gotten to the point where it's 100% affected my relationship with multiple people yeah and um that really upsets me because I care about these issues deeply and it sucks when it's turned into you know kind of uh butting heads whenever I see them kind of thing and so for me I know I cannot handle talking about anything I care about remotely with that person because I know it will just end up in me bawling my eyes out because I know they don't care and so for me I limit myself to you know like small talk basically yeah well I do think like it can put you in a really weird situation. I think that there are things you can disagree about, even politically, that aren't deal breakers. Yeah. But I think that there are things, for me at least, that are deal breakers, yeah. where if we can't have a conversation where I can explain to you why what you think is problematic, and you're still going to hold on to, like, a toxic view, there are people I have definitely, especially men, I've definitely yeah. cut out of my life. Yeah. Because at a certain point, like, there is no way, in my own opinion, there's no way for me to be friends with someone who, for example, is, like, a Doug Ford supporter or, like, a Trump supporter, that is not possible because what you stand for, like, as a general political framework is an attack on my person. Like, if everything you think leads to this, like, life and framework where I feel in danger, then we are not friends. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I should go back and um, clarify that when I say, like, disagreeing with people, it's like, I think sometimes disagreement on certain issues, it's like, like, exactly, it's not a deal breaker, depending on what the issue is. And it can even be a good thing. Yeah, sometimes, totally. And sometimes, like, it can be interesting to have a conversation with someone, even if they hold a a different view from you that, you know, you're never going to necessarily support. Yeah. Not only does that help you strengthen your views by having those conversations, Mm -hmm. but also to hear someone else's perspective, just internalize that and think, okay, you know, this is a a view that someone yeah. has. Uh, yeah. Not my view, but, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with that, and it's not to say, like, everyone who doesn't agree with me is a bad person. Like, absolutely no, not. No, That's no, not no. what I mean at all. I mean, you're not a great <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I honestly have gotten into some debates with people that I have genuinely, I've had a blast. Like, I've, oh, I've re- and, like, yeah. we've walked away and been like, honestly, like, great talking high to five. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. High five. Like, you know, maybe we don't, We'll have to agree to disagree or whatever. Yeah. But, like you say, there are certain things where it's just like, ah, yes, I don't think when we're going to When I run to my room crying, that's <laughs> yeah. like not so good. Not no. so good. And usually for me, it, it gets to be more um, 
like actually like aggravating and super irritating when it turns into personal attacks. Yeah. Like when yeah. it turns into oh you hold this view because like you're whatever like you have a really idealized view of the world or all these things. It's kind you're of like so emotional. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. when it's kind of like okay, this is entering. Yeah, that's not gendered. Dangerous. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> but so I also think, and I saw some some posts about this, and I really hadn't even thought about it that much, but I think it's super true. Like. It's also not your responsibility to bring up your past trauma to convince people because I think that there's a huge, like, there's this huge movement of basically being like, oh, like, prove it. Like, why should, mm. like, why should I care about this? I know a lot of women who have, and, and other people, but, like, especially women uh, this past week who have basically been talking about uh, their own experiences with rape mm-hmm. and talking about their own experiences being assaulted because m- most of us have a story like that, unfortunately. And... I mean, it's. I think it's really important to talk about that if you can. I also think it's really triggering. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really hard for people to talk about. I think it makes some people's mental health go down the shitter. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair in in the name of debate or disagreement on these topics to basically require from people that they bring up traumatic experiences that have happened to them. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge like that's a huge problem with these sorts of disagreements. Is a lot of the time making your point seem convincing or whatever like hinges on you bringing up things that realistically you shouldn't have to relive yeah like I think that's a really hard line there that's a really good point you know I I haven't really thought of that and because I do that I'm like okay well like you don't understand because I'd experienced this and you haven't kind of thing yeah but yeah it is really triggering and it's very upsetting to have to relive some of those things. Yeah, but we had a conversation at work the other night um, about all of this and, like, talking about past assaults, and I think it's really important to talk about. But also, like, I walked away after, like, hearing some stories and, like, talking about my own experiences feeling really shaken, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it is not easy to talk about this stuff. Anyone who treats this as if it's easy or light or just, like, another, like, I don't know, quote-unquote, like, just another political matter, like... All of these stories that come out are someone's lived experience and is someone's, like, the sort of thing that maybe ruins someone's life. So I think it's important to keep that in mind when you're, like, arguing with someone just to play devil's advocate or something is, yeah, first of all, (laughs) shit move. Second of all, like, think about what you're talking about. Think about the fact that it actually leads back to someone's life. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I just want to share a little bit of a poem to kind of like close down. Yeah. Um, it's uh, from Milk and Honey uh, by Rupi Carr. It's on page 30. <laughs> you want to follow along? Yeah. And uh, for me, I, through my life, I've been called very opinionated and it's definitely affected me negatively. And I've like, you know, even some people in my life have been like, oh, you should, you know, Tone don't, it down. yeah, don't be so argumentative, you know, like, it, like people don't like that and stuff. And so... This poem has stuck with me a lot because I definitely relate to it, and yeah, so um, here we go. Okay, Um, You tell me to quiet down because my opinions make me less beautiful, but I was not made with a fire in my belly so I could be put out. I was not made with a lightness on my tongue so I could be easy to swallow. I was made heavy, half blade and half silk, difficult to forget and not easy for the mind to follow. So yeah, I just want that to kind of highlight you know like it is okay to be angry and it is okay to have that fire in your belly and don't let anybody put that out like just to be clear like we are angry and anger is powerful and it's you're not a bitter person because you're angry about things like this like 
we should be angry and like I do feel heavy but the thing is like it's powerful to be loud yeah. and for people to hear you and to like like you know what like <laughs> fuck you to everyone who is making this a reality right now mm-hmm. like this is a scary time to, to be a person who is not a cis straight white man yeah um and it's important, like like this poem says, like we've been saying, like it's important to remember that you are powerful and people care about you and there is solidarity to be found. Yeah. Um, but that you just have to keep caring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and don't be afraid to speak up for whatever reason it may be, whether you think it'll like, make you look a certain way or or certain people that will disagree be our with tagline? you. Tagline could be keep caring. Oh, I like like that, that, right? Guys, we finally did it. Yes! (laughs) Okay, guys, uh, please follow us on Instagram. (laughs) We're New Sincerity Podcast. Uh, Email us, DM us. We love getting suggestions. It brings us joy. Also, we would love to hear some DMs about this episode and to hear what you guys are thinking right now. And, like, how you guys deal with it, you know, because I still struggle with this a lot, and it would be so helpful to have, like, other tips and stuff. Yeah, like, part of this is just selfish for us. Like, it is cathartic to talk about about it. It's nice to rant, um, but we hope that this is helpful for other people too. Like really, this is about building community and like a safe space. Um, so also if there's anything, like we want this to be like the safest space podcast that we can make it. If there's anything that isn't safe about this for you, let us know. Yeah. Like we want to build this into the best thing it can be. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. Thank you guys for, oh, uh, too. for <laughs> recording. I know this is like a hard, hard thing to talk about, but we're sending love out into the world right now. And thank you about everyone who's struggling. So yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. Guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.